Welcome to Suza, the place for common sense. My name is Mike Duchesne. In just a few hours, the country will welcome a new president, Joe Biden, along with his administration, a female vice president, first black, first Asian, decent. So it's going to be a historic moment. Usually during the inauguration, at noon tomorrow, the city of Washington would be filled, chimpered with people waiting to celebrate a historic moment. Because after all, the very aspect of our democracy is worth celebrating. This year, a number of things have happened that prevent such celebration from happening. We have a spread of a virus that has already claimed the lives of more than 400,000 Americans. More than 24 million have been infected. Despite the fact that we have vaccine available, the pandemic has so far reached so many in so many areas, so many corners of our country. The availability of a vaccine cannot keep up with the number of infections, with the number of casualties. So tomorrow is kind of a bittersweet moment for the country. Because for the past four years, the country has been reeling under an individual who is incapable, who is callous, someone who just doesn't give a damn about the United States of America. Although for the past four years, we've been pointing that out. We've been pretty much calling that individual out, millions of people seem to see what's been going on in the country as no problem at all. Which brings us to what is going to happen in just a few hours. Yes, we will have a new president. The tweets, the outrage, the insult, or simply the individual who put it off but decide it doesn't matter. Welcome to Sluza. Glad you can make it. I am MD. This program is dedicated exclusively for those 
with common sense, a spirit of patriotism, and a determination for a more perfect union. Stay tuned as we begin the discussion of a very important, interesting, and enlightening topic. Hope to hear from you soon. Happy listening. After reading several books based on presidents and on Obama specifically, I found that they're typically partisan. The Obama legacy targets the heart of the issue by giving credit to the president where it's due, but definitely coming down hard on Obama on his bigger failures, like his handling of the Syrian crisis. If you are in college, going to college, you are an educator, a faculty member, or someone with interest in government or politics, the Obama Legacy is definitely a book to read. My professor recommended the Obama Legacy. A friend actually recommended the Obama Legacy. I would highly recommend this book for anyone, whether for academic use or leisure reading. I would recommend this book to anyone out there searching for an impartial and unbiased look into Barack Obama's tenure as president. I would definitely recommend this book as a good read for both liberals and conservatives. Once again, welcome to Sulzak, a place for common sense. Today is Tuesday, January 19th, 2021. In just a few hours, the country will welcome a new president. You can already feel the relief in the air. Yes, it's under clouds of problems, clouds of concern, as we will show you for the first time in several decades, transfer of power doesn't feel like a transfer of power. Since the beginning of this republic, it is customary that the individual who occupy the Oval Office will peacefully transfer power to his successor. And for 250 years, that had happened without a hitch because every individual who occupied that seat understand that this is about the United States of America not about a particular individual, not about a particular political party, but the United States of America. The country has never been a perfect country. The individuals who occupied the Oval Office, the past president, they were not perfect. We have in our record for 250 years, we had good president, excellent president, bad president, mediocre president. But one thing has been pretty consistent until now. All those individuals were patriots, and all those individuals understood that it is about the United States of America. 
not you don't have to be a psychic you don't have to be an individual who can see the future in order for you to have foreseen this moment we are in this country as i mentioned we are relieved that it's almost over we spend a great deal of our time talking about one individual, not about the country, not about the problem that plagued the country, but one single individual. And that has consumed the United States of America. But at the end of this term, we are learning something terribly frightening that the Republicans, lawmakers, and supporters alike, they don't really care about the United States of America as they pretend to have been. As we saw in Washington on January 6th, they were willing to burn down the country, no matter what, in order for them to get their way. It was not about the United States of America. It was not about protecting something good because, after all, they were trying to destroy the very thing that makes America the envy of the world. Our democracy, the election, our constitution. So those people cannot be considered as patriot. Even worse, the lawmakers who have incited them, who have supported them, who have participated in those riots. Those people are traitors by definition. And yet, we are heading towards the inauguration of a new president, as if it's business as usual. Now, here in this program, for those of you who have watched, who have read my publication, you know that moment was coming. Because since 2016, before the election of 2016, we've been warning you that you are about to make the worst mistake of your life. A phrase that keeps coming up and that I kept repeating over and over and over that that individual is not worth the sacrifice of our nation. Now, that could have been easy to take care of. In fact, I was very optimistic that once that those elections of 2016 were over, we would transition to something less tumultuous, less chaotic, less problematic. That was my wish, my hope. But deep down, I knew it was impossible. It began with that individual having no respect for anyone, not women, not a veteran, not people who serve in the military, although he pretended to want to do something for them. And it is ending with the exact same tune. Someone who just doesn't care. Not about the rule of law, not about the Constitution of the United States, not about anyone. As we will show you, while 
a few people will be gathered in Washington, D.C. to commemorate this important event in our history. But one thing you will also notice, it doesn't look anything like celebration. As such, it is worth taking notice of those things and trying to figure out how do we fix that problem, or at least begin to fix that problem in order to have a better future for our children, for our grandchildren, in just a moment. presidential election is over, but the challenges that lie ahead for this new administration are many and very difficult. Yes, we voted out the destructor of our norms, but our job is not done. The Biden administration will face a very corrupt and uncooperative Republican Party in both the House and the Senate. In 2009, in the midst of a devastating recession with unemployment rising, bankruptcy multiplying, the economy cratering, Mitch McConnell opposed everything Obama tried to do to remedy the situation. It is naive to think it will be different this time. The country simply cannot rely on Republicans, so let's not. Join us live every Saturday at 11 a.m. to bring forth ideas to combat those challenges. Together, we can help rebuild America with Joe. See you soon. In just a few hours, the United States of America will make history once again, the world will be watching for good reason. Some, because it is a new moment in time for them. For the past four years, the world shunned the United States of America, hoping that this time around, the American people will do what's right by the country and as such, right, what's right for the world. Thankfully, on November 3rd, we went to the poll and did what's right by the country. We voted out the individual that had one objective in mind, to destroy every aspect of our life, to, this, to destroy every norm of our society. And it's not something he was doing in secrecy. He's done it openly. We discussed here in this program many times that the reason he was able to do that is because 
He had allies. Allies in the legislative body, Republican allies, that decided it doesn't matter. The Constitution is just that, a piece of paper, a document that we can dispose of, a document that we can refer to, just like, you know, you pick a pair of shoes. But it doesn't matter to them. In this program, we mentioned that many times before, that Republican leaders just do not care about the United States of America. And of course, we've been shrugged, ridiculed, because how could you possibly say that about lawmakers? Just a couple of months ago, we watched, we witnessed Republican legislators in Washington trying openly to overturn the outcome of an election. The most sacred aspect of what has made America the envy of the world, you know, our democracy, our constitution, Republican lawmakers. We're not talking about people on the street. We're not talking about ignorant people who do not know any better. We're talking about lawmakers elected to represent people openly come out to say, Mr. President, we're with you. We would like to help you destroy the American democracy. Oh yes, they have argument. They have all kind of argument to tell the rest of us, to tell the rest of the world that this is fine. That's no problem. We're willing to help you destroy everything that the people have come to accept. The question is, why? Why would lawmakers contribute to the destruction of the Republic? In the past, they would argue they love the country. They would argue they would do everything for the country. They would argue they would defend the country with every fiber of the body. Except that they were all lying. We know that today. And they cannot come up with any explanation to prove us wrong. They work to run the country to the ground. We've been featuring for you in this program Republican senators, Republican congressmen who could not possibly think of anything better to do to save the United States of America except to ally themselves with an individual that has made his intention as clear as day that he wants to destroy every aspect of our democracy. 147 Republican congressmen and congresswomen joined that movement to destroy American democracy. 12 senators we have on record who did that as well. The United States of America is, quote-unquote, 
a great country, the greatest country in the world, not just one expression that you throw around just because it sounds good. The system that we have had in place for so long is what has made America the envy of the world. On January 6th, the world watched in dismay, in horror, how millions of unpatriotic Republicans, hundreds of thousands descended into Washington in order to sow chaos, to overturn our democracy, all supported by lawmakers, Republican lawmakers, encouraged by media such as Fox, Newsmax, OAN, and cited by the President of the United States. We saw what happened in Washington. We are eyewitnesses of that. You may notice that the past are few days, despite an important day approaching, most networks have been showing you the kind of damages, the kind of riots, the kind of chaos those individuals who descended into Washington inflicted on the state capital. Now that we started to have a little bit of information about how this whole thing happened, one after the other, those individuals who have been arrested, who have been interviewed, have unequivocally pointed fingers at the President of the United States. Some of those people that you see on Most Wanted, such as that guy in front of you, have already been arrested. As of date, more than 76 people have been arrested. FBI has more than 200 people they're looking at and that could also be arrested. FBI is seeking for your help in identifying some of those individuals who went to Washington on January 6th and caused chaos. Now, for those of you who have watched this program, nothing should be so surprising to you about what we watch, what we witness in Washington on January 6th. Because we have been exhausted talking about the lack of patriotism, the callousness of those individuals who pretend to be patriot, but even worse, their leaders. We have been telling you time and again, in fact, for four years, that Republican leaders are no patriot. We've been 
In fact, if you were paying attention, those things should have been foreseen, expecting. Very simply because we here have been saying unequivocally that the Republican leaders are not patriots. Usually there is a remedy for problems like this. And the framers of the Constitution did think about that. They put a lot of work behind this very problem. Although the Constitution was crafted at a time when you could say, in all fairness, that we only had patriots. People who really care about the, uh, the United States of America. People who actually would and did sacrifice their lives in order to protect this important aspect. Freedom. Freedom to move about. Freedom to elect your leaders. Freedom to reject your leaders when they're not doing well by you. So the framers understood that at some point in our time, at, at some point in the existence of this republic, we may find ourselves in the predicament we are in today. So those things are, are not surprising at all. While we always hope that as a country, we never have to deal with this. But the framers of the Constitution knew better. They knew that there may be a time when we have to cope with bad elements of our society. We have to cope with traitors in our midst. We have to cope with people who simply do not care at all. So they made provision for those things. That's why in the Constitution, it is, it is crystal clear that when you have an individual such as that scumbag who is living in just a, a few short hours, the Constitution provided us remedy for that. So you would think at a time like this, the framers would not think that there would be scumbag like this. But they know that human being can be corrupt. Human being can be bad. And as such, they made provision in the Constitution to help the country stay stabilized in case we happen to have an individual like that in the Oval Office. Just like us, they were hoping that they didn't have or they never had to evoke those type of measures. Because no country wants to elect a leader and find out at some point you have to get rid of that individual because that individual has done so many bad things that we have to get rid of that person. But those uh, measures were play, put in place just in case. And as you can see, 
since the existence of the Republic, it is a measure that we did not have to resort to often because we, we always strive as hard as possible not to make the mistake of having crooks, liars, scoundrels like these representing the country or leading the country. But every now and then, no matter how perfect you are, no matter how good we are, we will make mistakes like this. But those are not the mistakes that we are trying to dwell on, but rather what happened afterwards. Because the individual we're talking about is living in just a few short hours. But we mentioned to you earlier, there were 147 Republican congressmen and 12 Republican senators who put their name publicly as people who want to overturn the outcome of an election. In other words, that scumbag is living, 160 scumbag will stay in Washington. It was more or less easier to get rid of that scumbag because the Constitution would pr provide us this, this tool. The legislative body would simply evoke the impeachment and the legislative body would remove a scumbag, an incompetent individual, a rogue individual. But that can only happen if the people in the legislative body are patriots, if they took their constitutional duty seriously. But as we've been hammering over and over and over, the Republican lawmakers do not care about the United States of America. You've been hearing that for four years. Now you're watching it, you're witnessing it yourself that we haven't been saying that because we are a trusted damn liberal. We've been saying that because we have been watching the Republican congressmen and senators abandoning the United States of America and catering to their own personal affairs. Selfish individuals who do not care what happened to the country, what happened to the Constitution, what happened to the rule of law. If they can keep their job, that's all that matters. But if you are smart, you're listening to that, say, that's easy. We can just get rid of those people as well. In reality, that would be true. But as we've been watching the people that could do that, they are in no position to do that. Those are the people we watch on January 6th, ransacking the Capitol. Those are the people we saw on January 6th, 
trying to hang the vice president and trying to execute the speaker of the house. Those are the people who think that sedition is okay because the individual they follow tell them it's okay to do that. So, what's the remedy? The leaders are scumbag, self-serving crooks, and the constituent are naive, gullible, ignorant. You don't have to be a genius to figure out that we have a very serious problem in America. Yes, tomorrow we'll see a new president. Would that make any difference? Would that change the state of affairs? Because those scumbags, those 160 scumbags in the Republican Party are still there. Even as of yesterday, they were arguing that the president won the election. Yes, those combats left in Washington, they do not see any way of, we do not see any way of repentance for those people. So, the question is, is there hope for America? Now, let's give you a peek at to what exactly is going on in uh, in preparation for the inauguration because it's worth noting that indeed despite anything and everything that we just mentioned to you the inauguration will take place we pointed out many times here before that it doesn't matter what those individual who descended to, into Washington would, would have done. It wouldn't have mattered. Even if they were to kill many people, even if they were successful doing what they went to Washington for, that would not have changed anything because Joe Biden was his president-elect. Nothing that they did or would have done that would have changed that would bring me to the conversation I always have in this program. Why are Republican constituents so darn stupid? several books based on presidents and on Obama specifically, I found that they're typically partisan. The Obama legacy targets the heart of the issue by giving credit to the president where it's due, but definitely coming down hard on Obama on his bigger failures, like his handling of the Syrian crisis. If you are in college, going to college, you are an educator, 
a faculty member, or someone with interest in government or politics. The Obama Legacy is definitely a book to read. My professor recommended The Obama Legacy. A friend actually recommended The Obama Legacy. I would highly recommend this book for anyone, whether for academic use or leisure reading. I would recommend this book to anyone out there searching for an impartial and unbiased look into Barack Obama's tenure as president. I would definitely recommend this book as a good read for both liberals and conservatives. Welcome once again to Suzawa, the place for common sense. My name is Mike Dushan. In just a few short hours, the United States of America will have a new president. His name is Joe Biden. He will be different than what we have had the past four years. Because he is an individual who actually cares about the country. He is an individual, which means he will make mistakes. He's not a perfect individual. That means he will make mistakes. But I can guarantee you, he's nothing like that individual who is currently in the Oval Office living in just a few short hours. That alone is reason for celebration. Because it is an individual who respects the rule of law, an individual who understands the importance of the Constitution of the United States, an individual who will try his best to abide by the Constitution of the United States, not dismantling it, an individual who will try to restore our institution, who will try to restore our place in the world, not destroy it, that is worth celebrating. Ironically, the celebration that we going to have in Washington is kind of a bittersweet moment for the country. Because one, one, one important aspect of what happened in January 6th should give us as a nation a satisfaction that on November 6th we went and elected the right men and made the right decision. We decided that indeed the individual who is in the Oval Office is too much of a scumbag to keep him there. In 2016, a number of us stayed at home, giving ourselves rationale for not going to the poll. But that time, it was a matter of life and death for the nation. So it is comforting to know that when we are faced with predicament like this, we as a nation will come forward to make sure that we squash the problem. And as such, on November 3rd, 
We did exactly that. That should make us feel good. Yes, I know. Um, maybe that's not... It's not really what you wanted to see in a celebration of a new president. You wanted something more... Something we we would enjoy. We we would be able to be there, just like we did in two thousand nine. But we should take comfort that, at the very least, we accomplished something great, something fantastic. Now. I mentioned last time that the chaos, the confusion, the riots, and the threat that Democrat lawmakers in particular and some Republicans were under Caused by the individual living, the more you think about it, the more we should be overwhelmingly grateful that we made that decision on November 3rd. That we decided that we, as a country, would not let that happen again. And we did. And that was a welcome idea that we did that. Now, is the uh, irony of uh, the celebration. Usually, during the inauguration, those are pictures that were taken from past inauguration. The whole place will be filled with people, you know, lawmakers, justices, even foreign dignitaries would gather and would all be there to watch, to witness an important event in American democracy. That is a beautiful scene to see. There are other democratic countries in the world. And democracy is something that every people would want to have. The idea of having a dictators who oppress people, who kill his opponents, who destroy everyone who criticizes him or her, those things are inhuman. They are unacceptable. In fact, so much so that we, Americans, we sacrifice our soldiers' lives. We sacrifice our taxpayers' money to go to other countries in order to provide them with this 
same privilege to be able to go to the poll and elect the person they would rather have as a leader. Ironic, isn't it? Those people who descended into Washington and the lawmakers who supported them, they all saying, hey, those things are, do not matter. Because they were willing to squash our election system to do away with the Constitution and keep in power the person they want to as far as the Constitution, who cares? Those individuals in the Republican Party, the Republican lawmakers, in case you haven't been paying attention, they always almost always the one drawing the bit of war because they want to liberate some other people so that they can have, you know, the right to vote. So they can be free. So they can elect their leaders. They can pick and choose their leaders. We saying this is the right thing to do. And those 160 Republican lawmakers in Washington decided that time around, it doesn't matter. They don't care. They don't give a damn about that. So, well, let's just keep that guy in power. It just doesn't matter. As we mentioned to you, we will be scrolling their name on a regular basis on this program so that you can become familiar with every single one of them who try to overturn American democracy. Yes, we will put their name on the screen every single time because America needs to know that we have 160 Republican congressmen who wanted to do away with the Constitution of the United States. So here it is, past inauguration, beautiful scene. Now what you don't see is the sea of people that attend those inauguration. Because during this time, in the moment, in our history, we have on stage behind the president of the united states well by his side as well all those individuals close members of families etc etc it is a beautiful scene except that this time we're not going to have that And you'll see in just a moment why that is. It's not something to be proud of because the tradition, the transfer of power tradition is not just a ceremony. It's not just something you do and you say, oh, well, that's the way it has been for 250 years, which is true, but it's not just a ceremony. It 
has meaning. It is important. That's the reason other countries in the world look up to the United States of America for guidance, for leadership. Now, that is in question. So the question now we have to have is, is that tradition over? Or even if it's not, will it bear the same importance as it had for the past 250 years? not be outraged because this is not a matter of being Democrat or being Republican because the very reason that our democracy survives is because of that very structure of our government the minute that you don't have any oversight then at that point the idea of democracy in the United States of America ceases to exist so if you are a Republican and you think it's okay, then you too are no patriot. There is no other word of saying it. No matter what you hear people saying, trying to sugarcoat, trying to go around to explain it to you, that's all it means. If you are okay with what is currently going on, with Donald Trump, with the Republican Party, you categorically are not a patriot. If you just join us, my name is Mike Duchenne, and this is Souza. We are talking about this important event that about to take place in Washington, the inauguration of Joe Biden as the next president of the United States. Now, this kind of ceremony usually take, uh, would take place in an environment where we, the public, well, many of us anyway, uh, would uh, travel to Washington and would be a sea of people. Most would not be anywhere near the president, but they would be there in the ambiance, in the environment, and they would have a sense as to how beautiful it is to have your elected leader swearing in and you dare to watch history. Now, history will be made regardless, but it will be different. In addition to the pandemic, that would more likely keep quite a few people home. There is another threat.
and something we all in the world watch in this way in horror in the state capital. It is a city under siege. We have no words to explain what really happened in Washington. Because, in all fairness, the United States of America, the idea that we are the greatest country in the world is accepted by other countries because we have proven that indeed, no matter what happened in the United States of America, we always manage to rise above that. But what happened on January 6th changed everything. It's called sedition. It is a crime in the United States of America. And all those people who were, were arrested, quite a few of them will spend quite some time in jail. Now, in every country, you will find people who are stupid enough, people who are angry enough for whatever reason. You may remember Timothy McVeigh did commit a heinous crime. I believe it was around uh, 1990s under Bill Clinton. He was a soldier. He became so angry and he decided to do something extremely bad. So from time to time, the country, no matter which country, you will find bad elements in, in your society that would want to do the wrong things. That's inevitable. Now, you would not want that the person, the neighbor next door, or Uncle Joe, or your nephew, your niece, or who, whatever the relationship is, would be that person. In fact, you would argue, even if you were presented with that information, that it's impossible. No, not Joe would not do something like that. Until, of course, it became obvious, it becomes obvious that indeed that's the case. So, hundreds of thousands of people descended into Washington on January 6th with one objective to overturn our system of government because their objective was not a good one. Election took place. Their idol, their god, their master lost, but they said to themselves, hey, to hell with that. But that's not really the big problem. It's the fact that the individual who was the president of the United States incited them to do so, invited them to do so, encouraged them to do so. Now they, they were they are not kids, so we cannot say well they didn't know what they were doing. 
Those are grown adults. Some of them are children, grandchildren. They descended into Washington to do what is wrong. What's criminal. So they deserve every bit of justice that coming their way. But our focus is this. Here's a city that's about to celebrate the inauguration of a new president. Instead of having hundreds of thousands or millions of people on the street enjoying that moment, we have more than 20,000 National Guards trying to ensure security. Now, that is ironic. You see, in 2009, the number of people who attended the inauguration of, of Obama was historic. And yet, we had less than half that number of National Guard on the street. So what happened? Why are we where we are? Why is the city of Washington under siege? At first, it was the rioters, the seditionists, the insurrectionists who took over Washington, causing chaos, and immediately thereafter, the city continued to be under siege, but this time by the National Guard, although for different reasons. We are talking about the United States of America. The inauguration of the President of the United States is under heavy security. Twenty-five thousand National Guard will be in Washington tomorrow. As you can imagine, police on the street of Washington will be added to the list. Secret Service agent will be added to the list. FBI agent will be added to the list. And you will have a sea of other security agents in Washington for one single event. An event that's supposed to be a very joyful event. So, here's the question. Why? Now, if you see me, if you're at home, you are a Republican. You have to ask yourself the question. Why is it that the, in the United States of America, do we need to have thousands of National Guard 
police officers, FBI agent, secret service agent, for a moment like the inauguration of a president? You probably already know the answer to that question. You, Republicans, caused that. Yes, you, Republicans, caused that. Your lawmakers incited you, lied to you, and make you believe things that are untrue, completely untrue. And they know that. But they don't care that you don't know that, so you act on whatever that they tell you. As I mentioned time and again here in this program, Republican leaders rely exclusively on the ignorance of the Republican constituent in order for them to continue to hold their job. That's not just a sentence. That's not just a word. That's not just a statement. Republican leaders rely exclusively on the ignorance of the Republican constituent. They're able to manipulate them. They're able to deceive them. They're able to mislead them. They're able to feed them conspiracy theories. And in return, they can raise money because they know that the Republican constituents are not smart enough to realize that they are being lied to. Your God and Master who is living in just a few hours, raised more than $210 million based on lies. So when I tell you that, I'm not just making it up. He raised $210 million based exclusively on lies and deception. And you gave him money. You believe the lies. You believe the deception. You believe that he would be able to do something about the outcome of the election. The election was already over. He lost. So the question is, how many of you will continue to stay in ignorance and prevent the country from moving forward? Because that is really the question. The inauguration will take place, unfortunately, under heavy security. That's unfortunate. You know what the problem is? It's not Al-Qaeda. It's not another terrorist group. It's not a rogue government. It's not Iran. It's not... Syria, it's not Russia, it's you, the Republicans, that put the United States of America on edge. Now, I don't know if that is a matter of pride for you, but that is the most shameful moment in the history of America. That the inauguration of the president has to be under such heavy security, not because it would be threatened by a foreign government, but by the very people in the United States of America 
who claim to be patriot. Are you? reading several books based on presidents and on Obama specifically, I found that they're typically partisan. The Obama legacy targets the heart of the issue by giving credit to the president where it's due, but definitely coming down hard on Obama on his bigger failures, like his handling of the Syrian crisis. If you are in college, going to college, you are an educator, a faculty member, or someone with interest in government or politics, the Obama Legacy is definitely a book to read. My professor recommended The Obama Legacy. A friend actually recommended The Obama Legacy. I would highly recommend this book for anyone, whether for academic use or leisure reading. I would recommend this book to anyone out there searching for an impartial and unbiased look into Barack Obama's tenure as president. I would definitely recommend this book as a good read for both liberals and conservatives. If you just join us, my name is Mike Duchenne and this is Sulza. In just a few short hours, the United States of America will welcome the next president. This is a breath of fresh air. We will no longer have to deal with the treatment. We will no longer have to deal with individuals who simply support someone just because they are fanatics or they're stupid, they're ignorant, they're gullible and they cannot stand the idea of something better for the United States of America. Not too many people could make the argument that what we had the past four years was good for America. We lost our leadership in the world and here at home Institutions have been damaged. The Constitution of the United States shredded. The idea of justice system becomes a joke. So as such, if nothing else, we have to be excited. We have to be exhilarated that finally that scumbags that have destroyed the country is leaving. We won't have to talk about him anymore because we'll have better things to worry about. Oh yes, I'm sure that his name will pop here and there because the scumbags he left behind will keep reminding us of him. And besides, you remember that he's being impeached. But the day-to-day -day exhaustion is over. That is worth celebrating. We just cannot wait for that. So tomorrow, let's call it the new independence.
or let's call it a renewed independence for America. Because for four years, the country was slaved, chained. And it is time we all recognize that yes, it's not ideal to see the inauguration of our president under such heavy security. But it is welcomed because that tells us the nightmare is over. We hope you enjoy this program and you can join me again tomorrow when we continue the conversation at midday tomorrow. The scumbags is gone for good. And America will be back again working to be the leader of the world. My name is Mike Duchesne. This is Sousa. Good day. That was an update through the prison of Amalfa. Join us again tomorrow at 11 a.m. for a full presentation. I am MD, host of the Sousa program, The Place for Common Sense. Tell us comments, criticism, suggestion, or simply let us know how we do it. Thank you for watching. Have a wonderful afternoon. I get up, I get down, and I'm jumping around, and the rumpus and rock is so comfortable now. Been a hell of a ride, but I'm thinking it's time to grow. So I got an apartment across from the park, cooking wah in my fridge, still I'm not feeling right. Been a hell of a ride, but I'm thinking it's time to grow. Here we go. Our podcast is brought to you in collaboration with the People Branch publication, which can be found on the People Branch website located at peoplebranch.org. That's P E O P L E B R A N C H.org. That's peoplebranch.org website in which you will find a number of very interesting articles. My name is Mike Duchenne, MD for short. I hope you have a great afternoon or a great evening, whichever it happens to be. Hopefully you can join me again next time for another interesting episode of this podcast. That, that was Suza, live from New York. Good day.